Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and plants and pets that are important to you. This past weekend, I finished the 11th complete edit of a manuscript I hope to publish this summer. I've been writing, editing, and releasing a new standalone story in novel form every year for the last 10 years. I'd like to do 12 complete edits before I let anyone else read my next book, so I'll do one more complete edit, and then I'll hand it off to my wife, who will read the story and look for any grammatical and or continuity errors I overlooked, and, barring any as yet unforeseen life hindrances, I will soon after deliver my next masterpiece to the world! Uh, for those new to this program, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Andy Mascola. I'm the host of this podcast called People Are the Enemy. Hello! There are no ads on this podcast, and there is no Patreon set up for it. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners is if you love the show, and if you'd like to help support it and myself monetarily, and get yourself or the reader in your life some incredible fiction, please consider purchasing any or all of my books. I'm the author of 10 self-published novels that are all currently available worldwide in both ebook and paperback formats via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find all 10 of my titles in ebook format at Google Play. Just search my last name, which is spelled M-A-S-C-O-L-A. That's how you'll find me on Google Play. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song.
Now, there ain't but 20,000 police in the whole town. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Hello, people are the enemy listeners. You're listening to episode 286 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. You know you came to the right place. Can you dig it? That's right. You are now rocking with the best. Take my hand. You know what's up. Sing it, Will Schwartz. Okay. That's right. What are you going to listen to? You're going to listen to me. You're going to listen to Rachel. You're going to listen to our guests. What are they listening to? Who cares? Awful. Let's take it down. I love it. But we're going to have to fade out. That's right. Imperial team for all those who don't know. God darn it, do I love that band. Holy smoke aronis You know, it's just like great to see a great band keep going. I don't know, you know, if they've had any huge successes. I know, at least in America, I can't name any huge singles. Yoo-hoo, that song there from the 90s, which ended up on the Jawbreaker soundtrack, may be their biggest hit, for all I know. At least, you know, stateside. But, uh, but I don't know. You know, maybe they've, they've done, uh, they've charted elsewhere. Regardless, they keep going, and that's what it's about. You keep going. If you're great, and you're having fun, and people love what you do, you don't stop. You don't stop. How you doing out there? How's everything been? Paying attention to Glastonbury? Over here we got, what is it, Bonnaroo in Tennessee. Oy vey. Hulu stream Bonnaroo. I'm over here watching it as if it's something special. There's some good acts on there, don't get me wrong. There's some quality people. But uh, when you hold it up against Glastonbury, there's no comparison. And I saw this thing online that said, oh yeah, if you want to get Glastonbury, be able to stream it for free live. Here's how you do it. I opened it up. I'm like, oh yeah, I'd like to stream Glastonbury and Grastonbury. (laughs) I'd like to stream it, see it live. All these amazing acts performing over there. Oh, you got to get a VPN connection, and then you got to do this and the other. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 I don't need this trouble. But listen to this lineup. This is Glastonbury, okay? I'll just read you some of the acts performing. And this, I believe, has been going on since Friday. Arctic Monkeys, Guns N' Roses, Lizzo. We love Lizzo. Oh, my goodness. Elton John, Blondie, Cat Stevens. Listen to this lineup. This is still just Friday. The Hives, Carly Rae Jepsen, 
Saturday, they're looking at Lana Del Rey. Holy smokes. This is unreal, man. Khalees. Young Fathers. They're pretty good. Young Fathers. Newer act. Yeah, some amazing, amazing acts. Over here I'm watching Young Gravy. Speaking of Young Fathers. <laughs> I gotta stream the live Young Gravy set because God forbid I miss it. And yeah, I watched the whole thing like an idiot. I'm sitting there watching Young Gravy. <laughs> Have you seen this guy? I'm sure you probably heard the... Uh, the song, I think he samples that. I know he samples that. Never gonna give you up that Rick Astley song, but it was basically him and a DJ, and he's like this six foot, I don't know how, he's a very tall drink of water. Young Gravy is. Very thin, tall young man, and a DJ. Each song, I swear to God, each song in it says set must have lasted like a minute and a half, like maybe tops. The entire front row is filled with like Young women who seem to know every word of every song. And uh, every song ends with an explosion. So it's like a minute and a half, and then tell you, as if to signal the ending of the song, and you hear. He's got a deep voice, and he introduces the next song, and he goes into it, and everybody goes crazy. But he was entertaining. Yeah, otherwise, why would I have watched the entire set, right? And he did this at the end, and I like this. He disappears for a second. Crowd is going crazy. He's got them all fired up. He's on the middle of the afternoon in Tennessee. I mean, good for him. It's hard to get anybody interested in music outdoors while the sun is still out. I mean, he was under a tent, but still, you know, it's an open space, you know. And he disappears after the set. Comes back with a huge bouquet of flowers. And I'm like, what's he going to do with this? Well, he walks through the front and he's giving out flowers. And I'm like, oh, I know this move. This is one of those glam metal tricks that I've read about where these creeps give flowers to the pretty girls and then they send their scouts out to go corral them backstage so that young gravy can have his pick of the litter. Not so. No, no. Young gravy gave those flowers to everybody. Men, women. He's throwing them into the audience. He's shaking hands. It's like a politician out there. Senator Gravy. That's what we have to look forward to in seven years, I'm sure. <laughs> Alright. Little change-up here. You ready? Yeah, of course we're going to give you the change-up music, because why wouldn't we? That's what we do here. Hit it. Okay, I call it change up if only because I had a phone call I wanted to share with you. Now, this is not a phone call I made. And this is not a phone a friend kind of thing we did earlier this month and late last month. This is the Phone Losers of America. I believe it's just one gentleman who calls himself the Phone Losers of America. But it came up on my social media stream and it had me laughing out loud. And I said, I got to share this with the... I got to share this with the people are the enemy listeners because this is gold check this out this is uh phone losers of america and this is uh one of their prank calls hello hello mr foster yeah this is roy from the homeowners association yeah and uh, i just needed to let you know that um you've got a a new mailman he's going to be starting on monday and he's he's handicapped why, 
Can I ask you a question? Okay. Why are you calling at 1230 at night to well, tell me something about a new mailman? Well, we tried to call earlier and he didn't answer. So I don't I don't give a damn. It's twelve thirty well, at night. You asked for a reason. Why do you not give a damn? Why'd you ask for the reason if you don't give a damn? No, no, because who calls at twelve thirty at night? The homeowners association. This is Roy. I already told you that. What's your last name? Jerbel. I, I work for Bob. And you're calling at twelve thirty at night? Yeah, I need to let you know something about the mailman. What, that we got a new mailman starting next week? Well, no, it's it's more important than that. The mailman is actually disabled, and you're going to need to install a wheelchair ramp on your property to accommodate his disability. What? You know, for the Disabilities Act of 2004? No, 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 no. Who the hell? What are you talking about? A mailman? Yeah. I got to put... What are you talking about? I don't... He doesn't even come to my house. I know, but he's disabled. What if he has to come up and... I don't give a damn. What Who the it... hell are you? Listen, he, he's a veteran, sir, so you should give a I damn. I could give a grat's ass. But he, he fought for your country. He fought for your no, freedom. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So, you're Roy who? Zerbel. Okay, hold on. I'd like to take down uh, how to spell your last name. So what, you don't, you don't like the, the no, troops? No, no, no. Hey, you don't hey, support go, the go troops? Go screw yourself. If you're looking for those types of phone calls, you can find them at phonelosers.com. Uh, I love that one. I thought it was great. Did you see, um, are you watching Black Mirror? Oh my God. I've got a friend who was so into Black Mirror. He was so excited about it. I don't like these types of shows. This is not, this is not for me. You know. Yeah, I could take the Twilight Zone. I get it. You know, I get it. Twilight Zone, when do they do that? That marathon every New Year's. Sometimes I'll tune in, catch a little bit of that. But I've never, I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Black Mirror. I, I like, you probably know already if you've listened to the show before. I can't stand, I can't stand any Netflix programming. It looks horrible. And I know I'm the only one. Yeah, I've got my reasons. Look at you got a person, you're looking at a person in the foreground, they're perfectly in focus, and then everything else in the background is out of focus and blurry, and it's like these pastelish colors blending into each other. I hate it. Have you ever seen a film? Have you ever seen, like, a movie film? A movie film. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like a, you know, like a cinema-grade, like, movie from, like, late 60s, early 70s. It's, they're beautiful. What are they doing? Anyway, this friend's like, oh, you gotta see Black Mirror. You gotta watch the first episode of Black Mirror. Okay, okay, okay. Promise me you'll watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. And I did. I did watch it. And I saw, like, a quarter of the way in, I was like, I know exactly where this is going. And you know which episode I'm talking about. It's the one with Salma Hayek. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, I know where this is going. And yeah, it went exactly where I thought it would go. So I talked to my friend after, and he's like, Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. I watched it. Wasn't it great? Yeah, it was, it was fine. It was good. But I did see the ending coming a mile away. And then, of course, he's watching the series. He's metering it out because he loves it so much. He can't imagine, like, binging it. So he's watching one a day. He's watching it sparingly. 
taking his time to go through it. And then he comes back to me and says, no, you got to watch this one now. You got to watch th this one is the one to watch. This is much, much better. <laughs> it's another one. I'm like, oh, I got to do this again. I don't have to do anything, but I love my friends. You know what I mean? <sighs> but yeah, I got a problem. I think I have problems that nobody else... Here's the thing. I have very little patience for things that people have incredible amounts of patience for. And I have loads of patience for things that people have no patience for. I'll eat the same damn lunch every day, and I do. People are like, what are you doing? Again? Again with these Egg McMuffins for lunch? Yeah, I eat Egg McMuffins for lunch. Yeah. Again? Yeah, again. You know what? You know what I see people do? This is what they do. <laughs> and again, I've got this patience. Obviously, people don't. They they like to mix it up. Good. God bless. Go and mix it up. Enjoy yourself. I like to have predictability. I have to have things I can depend on. I have an imagination. My mind is elsewhere. I don't want to have to worry about what I'm going to get for lunch. I see folks do this all the time, though. And I'm not throwing shade. This is, I, I get, I understand why they're doing this. And I'm not trying to be a jerk. <laughs> but, but, but I see folks do this. They'll come to work with their lunch, with the intention of eating it. You know where I'm going to go. And they go to the cafeteria, and then they buy whatever's like at the cafeteria that day. <laughs> and I, I can't blame them. It looks amazing. But if I'm going to spend $15, and yeah, they'll spend $15 on a lunch, something you eat and it's gone. I think probably like all my lunches probably all week cost less than $15. These egg McMuffin things I'm making every, every day for lunch. But I'd rather spend that 15 bucks on comic books and candy because I'm seven. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Did you see uh, Tom Brady? Knock a drone out of the sky with a football. I'm not even going to mention the guy's name who put this thing on. He doesn't need any publicity. The podcaster, YouTuber, whatever, whatever you want to call him. These drones are everywhere now. Look, if there are aliens and if there are UFOs, they must be furious, these aliens. These aliens would come. Either they're furious or they're psyched. Because now it means that you know they can come and uh, buzz the earth, whatever you want to call it, if they're flying in these UFOs. And nobody's looking. And if they are looking, they don't care because everybody thinks they're looking at a drone now. What if they're furious? What if these aliens are just in it for the pictures? You know what I mean? Yeah, flew over Arizona last night. Three nudniks took pictures of me. It's <laughs> my alien impression. Is that bad? Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Look, it's a very low-tech show, folks. There's no sound effects. Nobody's taking pictures of my spaceship anymore when I fly over Arizona. This is bullcrap. <laughs> All those jaded SOBs. Those drones have ruined our thing! <laughs> Alright. I better leave it on an up note before I hit things off to Rachel.
because that's what I'm about to do now. So, without any further ado, here is Rachel with the chart chat. Take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's chart chat for another week. Thanks to everyone who listened to this special mini-up for my 69th installment. Now for this week, we need to get caught up. So going back two weeks, the 70s chart was June 10th of 1972. At number 98 is a song called Motorcycle Mama by the group Sailcat that made it to number 12. Sailcat was a group from Alabama where the members were involved with the Muscle Shoals music scene. The song was on their one album, also called Motorcycle Mama. I read that it was a kind of a concept album that told a story about a guy that rode a motorcycle. And I learned that uh, Bjork's group, the Sugar Cubes, covered the song for Electra Records' 40th anniversary compilation. At number 64 is the song Powder Blue Mercedes Queen by Raiders. That would make it to number 54. And this is technically Paul Revere and the Raiders, but they have been recording as simply Raiders since 1970s album Collage. That was followed by Indian Reservation with the title track hitting number one in 71. And then in 1972, they released Country Wine, which contained this song. And as I listened to this Powder Blue, it sounds like it... it, I picked it because it seems sort of T-Rex influenced, though I'm not sure of the timeline on that. Uh, Country Wine continues an evolution of their sound and has multiple genres. And I've kind of had a fondness. I liked Paul Revere and the Raiders, you know, back in the day, listening to the oldie station. But then when they were shouted out in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, kind of brought them back to my mind. Up next at number 55 is the song Conquistador by Procol Harum. This will make it to number 16. And this song was included on their self-titled debut album, but it was only released as a single in Australia. But if people bought that album because they liked the number five hit A Wider Shade of Pale, they would have heard Conquistador. And this single actually comes from 1972's Procol Harum Live in concert with the Edmonton Symphony Orchestra. And I feel like I came to know this song from hearing like, the Iowa State Marching Band play it, or maybe the University of Iowa Band. And I looked on YouTube. I couldn't find their version, but it seems like it's a hit with marching bands out there. And also, this is just does not sound like Whiter Shade of Pale to me. So it's really a contrast uh, for that group. At number 35 is How Can I Be Sure by David Cassidy. That would make it to number 25. And this song was originally done by the group The Young Rascals, later known as just The Rascals, written by band members Felix Cavallari and Eddie Brigatti. And their version made it to number four. And it was also covered by Dusty Springfield. And when I heard the David Cassidy version on the AT40, I just thought, like, why does this sound so familiar? So I had to look it up. And, of course, it was, I had heard it from The Young Rascals. I don't know if this is sacrilege. I prefer David's vocal on this, because I feel like the arrangements are pretty similar. Uh, David Cassidy's version made it to number one in Ireland and the UK. So, you know, uh, number 25 here. I learned that David Cassidy, as a solo artist, had four top 40 singles between 71 and 72. And then a number 27 hit in 1990. So I have to look that up. And then that's all separate from the chart achievements he had with the group, The Partridge Family. Um, Now turning to the 80s from two weeks ago, from June 14th of 1986, we start off with number 56, Don Quixote, and it's spelled Q-U-I-C-H-O-T-T-E, which is Don Quixote, by Magazine 60, and number 56 was as high as this would get. Magazine 60 was a French synth-pop group. 
and the members at this time were Dominique Regicourt, Veronique Olivier, and Pierre Mastro. And Wikipedia says that the lyrics are in Spanish, but it has a dialogue in English. And this made it to number 10 in France, and number 16 on the Dance Club Play chart. And the lyrics are based upon the literary characters of Don Quixote and Sancho Panza. And I feel like I would have loved this if I could have heard this as a kid. It just seems like a lot of fun and pretty funky, and I can see why they liked it on the dance charts. Continuing on at number 46 is Modern Woman by Billy Joel. That made it to number 10. This is the first single off of his 10th album, The Bridge, and it also appears on the soundtrack to the movie Ruthless People, which if you've never seen it and you love 80s interiors, it's a must-watch. Not a lot to say. I mean, you know who Billy Joel is, and you like him or you don't. <laughs> I feel like this is a good one, and maybe less known or less heard. I really like the fast tempo and the syncopation, and I also like the specifics that he puts into the lyrics. I feel like Billy Joel's kind of known for doing that, but you know, um, keeping the faith. He has a lot of good, great specifics in there too. And if I went to see the '80s Joel cover band from Step Brothers, I would get very excited when they got to this one. At number 39 is Digging Your Scene by the Blow Monkeys that made it to number 14. They were a British sophistopop group. This was the second single from their second album called Animal Magic. So fitting for a group called the Blow Monkeys. Uh, this was their only charting single in the U.S., uh, but they had many chart appearances in the U.K., including a top 10 hit. And Digging Your Scene was also successful around the world, in addition to those two territories. And uh, I learned that this was covered in 2002 by the indie band Ivy on their all-covers album Guest Room, which I had run across because they had covered Only a Fool Would Say That. At number 29 is a song called When the Heart Rules the Mind by the group GTR. That made it to number 14. GTR was a short-lived supergroup that Steve Howe founded after he left Asia along with former Genesis guitarist Steve Hackett. So I have to include this one or they'll take away my prog card, I think. Uh, the group only survived for one album, also called GTR, and I read on Wikipedia that was named for how guitar was labeled in recording studios. And this song is fine. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of more interested in digging into the full album because they have a deluxe reissue on Spotify, which has live performances, and that includes... Uh, renditions of Yes and Genesis songs and a couple of each of the Steve's solo songs. Uh, turning to the 70s from 1979, uh, June 16th is our chart. At number 97 is Bustin' Out in parentheses on Funk by Rick James. That made it to number 71. This is the second single from his second album, Bustin' Out of L7. And I first became a fan of this song from the Superbad soundtrack. Similarly to, uh, I think it was uh, Too Hot to Stop by the Bar Case we had a while back. This is a number eight hit on the R&B chart. And I would say, check this one out if you simply cannot hear Super Freak one more time. At number 63 is Is She Really Going Out With Him by Joe Jackson. That made it to number 21 in the U.S. and number 13 in the U.K. I think this song is pretty well known, but I wanted to mention it because it was Joe Jackson's first charting single in any territory. It was from his first album, Look Sharp, with the white shoes and a beam of light. And it seems like a song that people at the time maybe would dig if they were already into Elvis Costello, if that's not out of bounds to say. And I read on Wikipedia, Joe Jackson has since stated 
that the song's reputation for being angry was untrue. So maybe the lyrics are a little more tongue-in-cheek than they seem. I don't know. It's not quite friend zone, but it is a little bit, you know, the jealousy or the, maybe the love triangle kind of a thing. And number 40 is Don't Ever Wanna Lose Ya by the group New England, and 40 was as high as that would get. This was the first single off of the group's self-titled debut. The band was discovered by KISS manager Bill Alcoin, and Paul Stanley helped them record and produce their debut. And they also opened for KISS on tour. And KISS are also on the 79 chart with I Was Made For Loving You, off Dynasty. Wikipedia says that New England, quote, fell through the cracks of other uh, acts that Alcoin was managing. So I was curious who all he was managing around that time, and the list included Holly Knight's group Spider and the New Jersey faves Star to the Z. So when I was researching about stars and learning about them, I was kind of like, why didn't they become more successful? And maybe, you know, Bill was just not doing more for some of these other groups. He was putting all his eggs in the kiss basket. Who knows? But um, the song, I think, is fine. It's you know, it's, it's very solid uh, example of what it's trying to do. But I do like the audacity of there being another kind of AOR sounding type of group from Boston and just being like, ah, we'll call ourselves, there's already a band called Boston, we'll call ourselves New England, it's fine. And finally, from the 70s this week, at number 27 is Ain't No Stoppin' Us Now by McFadden and Whitehead. That made it to number 13 on the pop charts, but it was a number one R&B hit. This is another one that may be pretty well known, but I want to feature it for anyone who could use some inspiration. Also, I must confess, once I started researching, I was surprised to learn that the names are two guys, Gene McFadden and John Whitehead, not an Ashford Simpson, Yarborough and Peoples uh, male-female situation, as I assumed, probably because of the female backing singers. My favorite thing I learned while reading up on these guys was that the song was written specifically to address how they'd been treated by their label, Philadelphia International though it was perceived or received as a black empowerment anthem. So maybe a both things can be true situation. This is their only pop hit, but they did have six more on the R&B chart. Well, that's all the time I have this week. Thanks so much for listening. Back to you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel. As always, awesome stuff. This has been episode 286 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.